Today's daf is daf ches. We are holding three lines before the lines get wide. Hahu gavra. The one is going to bring down machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, and there's two versions of this machlokas which uh, have very uh, uh, great nafkaminas in terms of the halacha as to which version you fought, we follow. But let's go through it uh, carefully. So the one brings down as follows. Person was Makadesh a woman with silks. So he gave him materials, he was Makadesh with silks. So Rabba Amar Lotri Hishuma. Rabba says that there does not have to be a prior official evaluation of how much the silks are worth. She's going to be Makadesh's even if there was no prior evaluation. We're going to explain in a moment. Rabbi Yosef Amar, no, it's Ena Makadesh's unless what? The way Rosh explains, it had to have had a prior official evaluation. If there had not been a prior official evaluation and the exact amount of the silks were not known, then it would not be Mekudeshis. Now, what are, they, what are they arguing about? So, what it says like this In the first version, the Gemara holds like this that if he said, listen, no matter what they're worth, I'm a Kaddish with no matter what worth, because at the end of the day, it's for sure worth at least. A pruta, right? That's where the under the chuppah, the the uh, the 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 uh, the the, uh, the rav who's being masada kedushin shows the adim. Does this look like it's worth at least a pruta, right? So it doesn't matter. We don't know exactly what it's worth, says Rava. As long as we know that it's worth a pruta, then it's mekudeshes a kulamalo pligi. So therefore, that, that that and according to the first version, everybody, even Rabbi Yosef, will agree to it because if the terminology that the man you said to the woman. Koldahu means whatever it's worth. The question that is showing him, did he say is it, it, that uh, no matter what it's worth, or it's at least worth a pruta, whatever the language is, but you're there in this case where he said for whatever it's worth, without giving it a, 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 a specific amount as to what the silks are worth, so then everybody agrees there's no uh, evaluation necessary, right? So then, Loi Pligi, the Loi Tzrichi Shuma, that you don't need an evaluation under that circumstance. Now, let's say he said to her, I had it myself, I had it evaluated myself, and this is worth 50, right? And at the time, there was no official evaluation made under the chuppah, and three weeks later, she takes it in to be evaluated and ends up being worth 30. There's also no shyness, not going to be a machloikas in such a case. And a Mekodeshes, he said, I'm giving you 50, and he gave her 30. All right. So therefore, the lo shavuchamshin, halo shavuchamshin. So for sure, it's ainam mekudeshes. He gave her less than he said it was worth. Keep pligi. So where is the machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef? Is the amar chamshin v'shavuchamshin? He said I had it privately evaluated. It was fifty, and we did not do an official evaluation. And later on, it actually we did when we did finally did the evaluation. It came out. It was the amount that he said it was worth. So what's the machlokas? So Rabbi Amar lo tzricha shuma. He says that that marriage did not have to have a prior evaluation because at the end of the day. What he said it was worth. It turned out to be bad. It, that's what it is. So therefore, it's no problem. It's Mukadashis. Tashav Hamshin. Rabbi Yosef Amatrich Hashum. Rabbi Yosef, it doesn't matter. Even if he says it's worth 50, she needs to have an official evaluation made 
in order to satisfy her own mind. Because why? Since a woman herself is not an expert to say that these silks are worth 50, therefore, in the back of her mind, she's never satisfied that it actually is worth 50. And therefore, you can't assume that it's a valid Kedushin unless she herself is happy with what the value of it is actually said to be. And therefore, says Rabbi Yosef, it's not considered to be a complete Kedushin unless you do what? Unless you get it evaluated prior to the Kedushin. To have it evaluated later doesn't help, says Raji, because... She already has macabre with a with with doubt in mind. So therefore, therefore, she would not be same So the first version basically holds as follows. If no value was given to it, there's not a machlaikis, as long as it's clearly worth a pruta, it's mekudeshes. If there was a value given to it and it turned out to be the wrong value, i.e. it was less than you said, then it's ain't a mekudeshes. The machlokas is specifically is where the husband says it's worth 50, and at the end of the day, it is actually worth 50, but do you still need to do an evaluation to satisfy the doubt of the wife? That's the machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. Now, Ikid Amri is another, an alternative version. According to this version, even in the case where the husband does not give a specific amount to it, he's been Makadasha with his silks and no amount was given to it. And on the first version, we said everyone agrees with is Why? Because it's worth at least a pruta. In this version, here is where there's going to be machlokas. Let me explain outside what the machlokas is. Rabbah sticks to his guns like in the first version. It's Mekudeshes. Why? Because since it didn't, we didn't say it was worth any certain amount, it's worth at least a pruta. Rabbi Yosef is going to show that the source where we learn Shavah Kesef. Shavah Kesef means we are not actually giving money, but you're giving something which is the equivalent of money. Something that's equivalent of money is learned from the source of where you can use money. Now, when you use money, money is a clearly defined amount. According to Rabbi Yosef, if you're going to use Shavah Kesev, it has to be the same thing as using money. And just as money, we know exactly the amount when you do it. In order for a transaction that you're using, as it's gonna, if it's going to go under the guise of Kenyan Kesev, then the item you're using also has to be clear what the exact amount of that item is. Okay, so therefore, Rabbi Yosef Amar, Shavah Kesev, Arayhu Kesev. It's true that Shavah Kesev is like Kesev, but it has to be exactly like Kesev. Ma Kesev de Kitz. Just as Kesev is Kitz, Kitz means that, it's, that there's a definitive amount, there's a definite amount of what it is worth. Av Shavah Kesev. So to when you're something, you use the equivalence of money. It's also Nami Dekayetz. It has to be something that you know exactly how much it is. And therefore, without an official evaluation before the marriage, it will not be Mekudeshes. So therefore, Rabbah, we understand. Rabbah says, as long as it's with a pruta. According to Yosef, that's not good enough. Why? Because it has to be like money. What does it mean it has to be like money? It's a fine amount. Has to be a defined amount. So then he would say a ring or anything has to be a defined. You amount. need to know exactly. It's not enough to say was this worth at least a pruta. No, no. You know, need to know how much it is actually worth according to this version of Rabbi Yosef. Now, says the one like this. I'm a Rabbi Yosef. I now I'm in a law. Now Rabbi Yosef says, from where do I know my position? Now the big discussion over here being the Rishonim, and I'm not going to get into it in too much detail, is. 
we're going to be trying to bring proofs for Rabbi Yosef, but is it bringing a proof for Rabbi Yosef for the first version of Rabbi Yosef, or is it bringing a proof for the second version of Rabbi Yosef? Because if you remember, there's a big difference between, them, between the two. According to the first version of Rabbi Yosef, he agreed that if you never set an amount, it works, because as long as it's worth a pruta, it's only a problem when you set an amount, and it's the right amount, but we still need it to satisfy the woman's doubt. According to the second version, no, if you don't know exactly how much it's worth, it is Einam Kodeshes. Now, so it's not clear, we have to go through, we don't want to spend too much time on a Be'iun, but which versions are we trying to bring the Raya for Rabbi Yosef? So I'm Rabbi Yosef, how do I know what I'm saying is true? The sign we learned in a Bryce. And now the Pasuk that's being quoted over here, he's talking about where an Evid Ivri was sold to a guy, to an Evid Kuchavim. A Jew was sold as an Evid Ivri to an Ovid Kuchavim, and now he is being purchased back. The, how do you purchase him back? And what do you have to do to purchase him back? Is what the Psukim are discussed in the... But you're not allowed. Remember, there was a penalty. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. But what if it happens? And you're not supposed to. But what happens? You have to buy him back. But what, how, what happens over there? So it says over there, it says that Mikesef uh, Miknosoi. The Pasuk says over there, it's talking about, it says Mikesef Miknosoi, that, that the purchase price... You have to calculate based on how many years have been taken up of the original purchase price, the balance of which has to be calculated to purchase him back from the Ovet Kechavim. So what, what, is, what does the Brites say? The Pasuk emphasizes that for transactions, when you're using Kesev, what should it be? The Kesev Niknoso, the Kesev Hunikne, but he cannot be redeemed, he cannot be acquired back with tzvua, with grain, or with kalim, or with vessels. Now, we're going to have to see what does that mean, because we're going to learn in a moment that there is a special zeresakos from the same posuk. We learn at Yashiv Guloso that his redemption shall be, he shall, he, shall, he shall perform his redemption. We learn from there that redemption does not have to be with money. The redemption he can even take place with Shavek Kesef. So why is the Pasuk excluding, in the Bryce at least, why is it excluding Tvu and Kalim? So hi Tvu and Kalim, Hechidami. What is the case here of a Tvu and Kalim? If we're talking about that you cannot perform a transaction under the guise of Kesef, if you're using Tvua and Kalim at all, right, we know that's not true because that Pasuk says, Yoshiv Gulosu, that same Pasuk about the redemption of the Eved Ivri from the Goy uses an expression, Yoshiv. Yashiv Gulosu, we learn over there that you have to, uh, that you, 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 will, you will go back and, and, uh, and, and return him, redeem him. And we learn Amar Rahman, HaKadosh Baruch is telling us that extra lotion of Yashiv Gulosu is L'Rabba Shavah Kesev, Kesev, to tell you you don't actually have to use only money, but you can use something the value of money. Yeah, you want to see if you can open the windows over here? So you can use something the value of money too, which means that the Brysa cannot mean that what? The Brysa cannot mean that you have to specifically use money in a transaction of Kesef. You can use other items as well. But maybe it means you can't use items if they don't have the value of a pruta. But the Mara says that can't make sense because if it doesn't have the value of the pruta, forget about not using items. 
You can't even use kesef. It says use kesef, don't use those items. Well, if the items are not worth the pruta, you can't use kesef, but that's, worth, that's not worth the pruta either. So then my area, why are you discussing two of the kalim, specifically uh, grain and, and, and vessels? I feel a bit kesef nami. You can't use kesef either if it's not worth a pruta. El Allah, so says Rabbi Yosef, you know what it must be telling you? The pshat it must be telling you is like this. It's saying is you have to use kesef, means it has to be a definitive amount. It has to be like kesef, a definitive amount. But you can't use stam kalim or stam... Um, because if it hasn't been appraised, you don't know the exact amount, it can't fall under the category of kesef, and that's why it's no good, which supports the position of Rabbi Yosef that you have to do a evaluation before it can be good. So, Elalav de Isbuhu Shavah Pruta, must be for sure it's Tomat of Shavah Pruta, but Kevin de Lakaitzi, but however, the Tvu and the Kalim, since they are not a definitive amount, so not a definite amount, loy, it cannot be used unless you do an evaluation prior to the chum, which supports the position of Rabbi Yosef. That's the first, the first position, the second position, then you can discuss maybe both positions are supporting. Now, what about Vedic? What about Rabbah? Because Rabbah obviously disagreed. Rabbah held that if it's clear that it's worth at least a pruta, it works. So how does he understand the brisa? The brisa is turning, learning kesef miknoso. You can only use kesef, but you cannot use tvuva kalim. Now he has to go through the same lambdas. It can't mean you can't use tvuva kalim. We know you can use it. So now Rabbi Yosef's way of getting out of it is you can't use it if it wasn't specifically assessed. Rabbi didn't require an assessment. So how does Rabbi explain the brisa? So when it says uh, so the other opinion, Rabbi, how does Rabbi learn? The way to understand the rice is like this. Is that Kesef Miknasa tells me that the only to, 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 uh, to perform a Kenyan that's going to uh, set free an Eved, right, on a person, right, which we can also use this to explain also uh, Kedushin will be the same way. You have to go with the laws of Kesef, but you cannot do Chalipin. Normally, and you take a vessel, the rabbi gives you the, the, the handkerchief, and you're, that doesn't work for kinyanim of an Eved, that doesn't work for Kedushin, Chalipin doesn't work. So what the Pasuk is excluding to by, by the, the redemption of the Eved is it has to be Davka Kesev, but it cannot be Chalipin. That's the way Rabbo will push back and say that's the shot in the Brisa, not the way Rabbi Yosef's learning. Because again, the way Rabbi Yosef's learning is going to be schwer according to Rabbo. Rabbo can't learn that way that Rabbi Yosef's learning because then it will be proof for Rabbi Yosef that you have to do an evaluation on something that's undefined. So what it says like this, According to Rabbah, saying is, but cannot fall, fall under the category of a Kenyan that uses Tvua and Kalim. Now what Kenyan uses Tvua Kalim if it's not under the Kenyan of Kesef? That would be Chalipin. Now the problem with this answer is that there is a huge machlokus in concerning the laws of Chalipin. We're going to learn this uh, uh, later on as well. We've encountered it before, but the, we're going to see in Dav Chavches, the Rab Nachman's Shita is, he learns out from the Psukim that discuss by, if you remember, in, in um, uh, by, by, by uh, Rus, we learn Chalipin, we learn out Chalipin over there, the Shalav, the, 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 the Naal, they use the shoe, there's a, there's a, there's a Psukim over there, 
<coughs> Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Nachman's shita is, is that you can only use a vessel to perform chalipin. Food matter is disqualified from chalipin. So the answer that we just gave to support Rabbah's way of understanding that what the Bryce is referencing is it has to be under the Torah's kesef, but it cannot be under the Torah's of chalipin. And when it says tvu and kelim, it refers to chalipin, cannot work according to Rav Nachman. Why can't it work according to Rav Nachman? Because according to Rav Nachman, tvua, grain, could never be a format a form of chalipin. So, that produce, that foods cannot be used for chalipin. So, how are you going to explain it, especially if you want to understand the Shita of Rabbah? To explain the Shita of Rabbah using, uh, with Rav Nachman, how would it be explained? So, says like this, is Ella going back to the, one of the original hypotheses that we discounted. We said it is talking about when it's less than a pruta. We said you can't use food and uh, kalim if it's less than a pruta. And the question we pushed back, well, if it's less than a pruta, you can't use kesev either, right? Someone says like, Now the point that you had made earlier is, then my why is it suggesting you can't use tvuva kalim? You can't use money either as less than a pruta. Even money cannot be used if it's less than a pruta. What is limit boy kamar? It means it's a kol shikane. Of course, if it's a Kenyan kesef and you're using money, there's not a shiloh. For sure, how much does it have to be at least? Has to be a pruta. However, you might have had a havamina. That's when you use money. It can't be less than a pruta. But what happens if I use kesef, if I use tvua or kalim? Since tvua or kalim, the, the pleasure factor, the benefit is imminent. Money, you have to go buy something to be able to get benefit from it. So I understand that. Unless it's a pruta, it's enum kodeshes. It's, it's not a sale. It's not a transaction. I understand that. But maybe something that you get immediate benefit, maybe that has a greater value. Therefore, even if it's less than a pruta lemaisa, but maybe it would be good for redeeming the Ebed. That's the Chiddush. That's what the price is telling you. So therefore, it is talking about Tvuva Kalim B'Torah's Kesef. It's not Chalipin, like Rav Nachman. You can't say it's Chalipin because Tvuva doesn't have Chalipin. But it doesn't mean, like Rav Yosef said, that it means it has to be assessed. No, it's talking about less than a Pruta. It means the question was, if it's a Pruta, then why doesn't it work? So Rav Yosef said, because it has to be assessed. Rabbah can't give that answer. So Rabbah has to say it's less than a Pruta. Less than a Pruta to push it. No, because what would you have thought? He says like this, it's Lomiboy Kama. Lomiboy for sure, Kesev, the Isbe Shave Pruta. That for sure, if money has to be a Pruta, in, it's good. But if it's not, you might say, that the pleasure factor is imminent. It's right there to get the benefit from the vessel, to get the benefit from the food. So then, so therefore, a person is willing to be makne, he's willing to make a commitment on the Transaction, meaning you, normally it's something less than a proof, the person's not willing to commit themselves in such a transaction. But where the pleasure is right there, maybe the person would be Kamash Malan. That's what the Torah is telling you that even on Tvua and Kalim, if it's not worth a pruta, then the transaction is not a valid transaction. So, bottom line is, we did bring a Raya. For Rabbi Yosef, initially, that you see that you have to on something that even though it's for sure worth a pruta, it still wouldn't be it still wouldn't be a valid transaction unless you know the exact amount. But Rabbah had a way of pushing back and say that that's not what's being learned from there. 
All right, so it's not a, a it's not a hundred percent proof, but at least that's where Rabbi Yosef looked. Now the Gemara is going to bring a second proof for Rabbi Yosef. I'm Rabbi Yosef. And I mean, how do I know my position is correct? The sign will enter Beni. A person goes to the Kohen and says, "Listen, I have to opinion of Ben. Opinion of Ben, we know has to be five sloyim." So he says, "I want to give you this calf for the opinion of my son." Talizel opinion Beni. I want to give you this garment. For the opinion of my son. Lo amar klum. It doesn't work. Egel zebechamesh sloyim lepidyon b'ni. However, if he said, I'm giving you this egel as at the value of five sloyim for my son, or talizu bechamesh sloyim lepidyon b'ni, I'm giving you this talis as the value for the opinion of my son, so then b'noi podoi, it works. Now let's understand, what's the sin? What is the exact scenario over here? Hi, Pidyon, Hechidami. What's happening here in this redemption? It's funny that doesn't require an assessment. One second, one second, one second. Let's just get through this. Now, if you tell me that actually we're talking about that the talus or the eagle were less than, in reality, they were less than. Uh, the five sloyim. So then, lechora, what difference does it make whether he said this is for the five sloyim, or if he didn't say this for the five sloyim? Kol kamine, does he have the ability? Is it within the rights of the father to say, well, take this as five sloyim? What right do you have to say take it five sloyim if, in fact, what? It's not worth five sloyim. So therefore, Elalav, Avagav Deshav, he means talking about even though it is actually worth the five sloyim. However, came into Lokaitzi, however, since it wasn't an exact amount, Loi, it wouldn't work. Means the way you have to understand the difference between the ratio and the Sefer, in the ratio, it wasn't assessed. So since it wasn't assessed amount, even though it's clearly worth more, but we didn't know the exact amount for it. We didn't know what it was. And therefore, you can, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work. In the Sefer, we said that this is worth five slime. It means that it's clear that this is the exact amount of what it's worth. So in such a case, that's when it's worth. That's when it works. Now it comes out, basically, Rabbi Yosef is trying to bring a raya for his position that if, it, you, you, that, that if it's a, uh, a, a non-cash type transaction, you have to know the exact value of what it's worth. This is where the Rishonim get into, this is like the first Roshan of Rabbi Yosef, the second Roshan of Rabbi Yosef, there's a Taisus over here, other Rishonim, I'm not going to get into it. So one says like this, look, Le'oilam Deloi Shavi. The says, we're talking about over here that actually this uh, talus was not worth five sloyim. Right? Or this Eagle was not worth five sloyim. Now, our question was, one second. So, in this, I understand the first case, you just give it to the person and he might be thinking he's getting five sloyim and he's not actually getting five sloyim. I understand it does work. But in the second case, we say, take this as five sloyim. What right do you have to tell the person, take this as five sloyim, if what? If it's not actually worth them, where it says, Kagain to Kabel Kain Ilove. It's talking about a case where the Kohen says, Listen, I understand that on the market, I will not be able to get five slime, but Lididi Shavel, I mean, to me, we'll see in a moment, to me, I consider this as valued 
as five Slormen. Right? In Mordechai says, Kihad Rav Kahana, Gorim Zerayah, that Rav Kahana, Shakil Sudra, Bibay Pidyan Aben. He would take a Sudra. Sudra is like a, a, a scarf, a head covering. Raji says that, that Adam Chashav has to go with a head covered. It's one of the sources for Yamaka. Is that Adam Chashav has to have his head covered, and therefore, for a, a guy, someone of the, of the caliber of Rav Kahana, to get a Yamaka if he needs one, he paid pay whatever it's worth in order to get it. So therefore, so therefore, and uh, Amar, he said, Amar lay to the, to the father, to me, this is fit as five slime because I mamish need it. So therefore, based on the need, that determines the value. The one who finishes up, not everybody can go ahead and do this. Because then everybody, you can tell everybody to me, you know, it mamish has to be a situation where you're talking about an Adam Gadol who's able to ascertain the need of the situation that to him, something that might be actually less that's the scenario where it will work. To Gavra Rabahu, that he was a great person, and he needs to have his head covered, so So you have to come up, what's the case of the eagle, that there's a need for it? You'd have to come up, you'd have to create it, but only an Adam, Adam Gadol, an Adam Choshev, is able to make that cheshben. But a regular person, Loi, is not able to go ahead and make such a distinction. We're going to bring another Rai of an Adam Choshev, that you see that something could be worth more to him particularly than it is to the average person. He went and purchased a, a sudra, a scarf, a head covering from the mother of Rabba in the city of Kubi. Shavi Asarad was worth 10. Zuz, I don't know if it's Zuz, but Lesa, and he paid for it 13. But what do you see? That to certain people, items are worth more, but it has to be an Adam Khashoggi that's able to make that distinction. Now, the point is, so this is again a pushback to, to, to defend Rabba. means we had thought this is a good Raya for Rabbi Yosef. You see that even though it's clearly, it has to be worth five, because it's not worth five, how can you have been with it? But you need, when you're using it in the Torah of, 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 of Kesef, you have to know exactly how much it's worth. Teret says, no, the case over here was it was worth less than five. We know it was worth only three. It was assessed at three. So then how can it work? Because an Adam Choshev can say, to me it's worth five. That's the case that worked over here. Let's go on. Yeah, but that, that to him, he, for, if, I, if he would be willing to pay five for it, then it's worth five. That's what's saying, but not everyone can go ahead and do it. It has to be a but Ben Adam Kashi. What it's worth to him, not that it's, he, uh, he's an ex- expert. Right, but yeah, I'm saying it should be an objective amount. It shouldn't be a subjective amount, but, that, but that's, that's what it's saying. It is. I'm a Rabbi Elozer. Now, let's go through over here. We're going to have till the end of the Amr. There's some interesting scenarios here. The guy, a man goes over to a woman and says, I mean, Kaddish me with a hundred. Okay, now a hundred is a hundred dinarim. Okay? So, Kaddish me with a hundred dinarim. Zuz, no? Zuz dinar, we just, it's by it's referring. Right. So, then he says, but the Nasan la dinar, but he only gave her one. Okay? Harezu mekudeshes v'yashlim. It's mashma, she becomes mekudeshes right away. On condition that what? The, the balance he'll pay. But the condition starts being chal, right? Because the other way to look at it would have been what? If you said in Mekadosh with a hundred, it's only Mekadoshes. No. Rabbi Elazar wants to rule that immediately it's Mekadoshes. And you just have now, they have to pay the balance. Now, it's true. If you don't pay the balance, 
retroactively it will be any Mekodesh's, but assuming you will pay the balance, it's Mekodesh's from right now. Whereas says, my time, or what's the reasoning in Rabbi Lozer? Came into Amar Mono, because he said a hundred. Now she knows what a hundred is a hundred, and she was willing to take one, obviously what it was understood, whether it was spoken out or was intimated, it was like a condition. On condition, I give you the hundred and take the one, this is the down payment right now. So therefore, it's command dummy, right? It's as if you said, on condition, I'll give you the hundred. Starts, the Kenyan starts right now. I'm giving you one, one out of the hundred. That's the Kenyan starts right now. On condition, I fulfill the rest later on. And I'm Ravuna, we already learned earlier in the Masechta that Ravuna Amara was taught that anytime you say Almanas, when does it start? Starts right away. That's the shot over here. So therefore, Amarav called It's like saying right now. So, but this is a tremendous chiddush. This is the chiddush of Rabbi Lozer. Is that if you said a hundred and you gave one, Mukadeshes Almanas, you pay the other ninety nine later on. On this, the Gemara is going to question from a from a brayser. Rabbi Lozer and Amora can't argue. Rabbi Lozer and Amora over here cannot argue with uh, with 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 with, with a brayser. What does it say in the Brisa? Mesa, if anyone has a fallen kasha, it says, Yiskachu libemono, our case. A man goes over to him and says, I want you to make kudeshes to me with a mono. Vahayamone vaholech. And he's counting out. One, two, three, four, right? Ratsa echad mehem lachzo. If either party, before he gets to a hundred, wants to back out, afilu bedina achron. Even he's up to 99, Harashis biyadai. Harashis biyadai, even though it's in masculine, but it means, uh, I think Yisrael's uh, trying to get on. But anyway, Harashis biyadai, it's within his right, with his permit to back out. Now, what does that show you? What does that show you? That shows you is that even though you gave the first one, it doesn't start right now until all hundred are paid up because that's why each party is still allowed to back up, that back out. That's the Gemara's point. Gemara says, like this, so the Chayra, this would be a, uh, this would be a refutation on the position of Rabbi Lazar. Right, everyone hear the question? But, but is he actually, has he given it to or is he counting? Because He's giving it, gives a one, gives a two, I mean, gives I mean, a three, I mean, yeah, that's the case. Right. And you might be onto something, wait till the end. Now, says the Gemara as follows. Uh, so what the Gemara says, maybe the case in the Brisa is not talking about a case we just said monastam. He said with this mona. Now if you go over to the Isha and you say to her, I want to Mekodesh you with this mona, then Rabbi Loza will agree it's not Mekodesh until what? And you give the full hundred. The case where he said, when I want Mekodesh, when he said with this mona, he said, I'm Mekodesh with a mona, with a mona stum, then when you give one, that's a down payment, it's Mekodesh right away. But the case where you have to go up to a hundred and give all a hundred, is maybe it's some other case where you said mona zu. Frag the Gemara, you can't say that the case in the Bryce is talking about a case of mona zu. Why? How many safer? Because that Bryce has two scenarios. There's the first half of the Bryce and there's the second half of the Bryce. The second half of the Bryce makes it clear that that's a case of Monazu. Well, if the second half of the Bryce is a case of Monazu, 
That implies that the first half of the Brysa is not talking about a case of Manastam. So how can you say the first half of the Brysa is talking about a case of Manazu? And if the first half of the Brysa is talking about Manastam, then you have a Kasha on Rabbalazu. We're back to our question. That's the more point. Moses is like this. I'm going to say for the Manazu, since the second half of the Brysa is a case of Manazu, so Reisha must be Manastam. What's the second half of the Brysa? The Gatani Sefer. What does it say in the Sefer? Amar Lois, Gatshili be Manazu. That says Bethayrish. He said to the woman, I want you to be Mekodesh's to me with this mono. Okay, this, these hundred zoos. And when she goes back and counts out, she finds out is that actually it's only 99 dinarim. So what's the halacha over there? She's not married. I am a Clearly, why? Because he said Manazu, and there's only 99, right? So one of them comes out being a, uh, like a, you know, a wooden penny. One of them comes out being, instead of being a silver dinar, it's a, 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 copper, a copper dinner, right? A dinar. Einamakudeshes. In such a case, it's Einamakudeshes because he didn't give her the full hundred. Now, dinar ra, we're going to explain this case at the end of the Gemara today. But dinar ra, but if you give her, if one of them is a dinar ra, a, a, a bad dinar, we'll see what it means, a bad dinar, okay? Harez Makudeshes, the Yachlib. It is Makudeshes, but he should switch it out. All right, we'll see that case in a moment. But anyway, the point is, since the second half of the Brisa clearly says we're talking about a case of a of Manazul, what does that imply the first case of the Brisa is referring to? Manastam. And if the first half of the Brisa is talking about a case of Manastam, so therefore then we have our Kasha. So why is the Lama Kudeshis right away by the first dinar? Why do you have to have Gavola 100? It's Kasha and Rabbalazan. Says the Gemara like this, that actually both halves of the Brisa are talking about a case of Manazu, right? And the way you have to explain it, Purusha Kamafarish, the second half of the Brisa is actually explaining the case of the first half. It's not two standalone scenarios. It's Manazu in the second half explaining what the first half of the Brisa is referencing. So Manastam, Rabbalos is right. You give one dinar, it's Mekodesh, just make sure you give the, ba- the balance. Manazu, you have to give the full hundred. The Bryce is referring to a case of Manazu, right? How do we read this? How do we explain it? Since it's a case of Manazu, if any of them want to back out before you hit 100, then what? I feel with dinar even the last dinar is just biyado. Ketzad, what's the example of that? What's the, the scenario that it's referring to? Kegon da amela b'manazu. Right. So basically, we've now avoided the question. Our question was, it's mashma that you're not mekudesh right away with the first dinar. You're only mekudesh all a hundred. How could Rabbi say mekudesh with the first dinar? Where we're explaining it is that first half of the bride that says you can back out until you get to a hundred. He's not talking about a monastam situation. He's referring to a monazu. I, the second half of the bride is a monazu. No, the second half of the bride is explaining what the case in the first half of the Brisa was as well. Says the Gemara like this. Now, what the Gemara will do this sometimes, that this is not just a rebuttal, but this is really the only way to learn the Brisa. The only way to learn the Brisa, it's referring to a case of Mana Zu, which actually will then be supportive of Rabbi Lozer. It's Dafka, because it's Mana Zu, that you can back out, as opposed to being a Mana Stam, because there's no way to learn the Brisa, there's no matter case of Mana Stam. What's the proof for that? This makes sense. This is the logical way of understanding. If the first half of the Brisa was talking about a case of Monastam, right? And it's telling you, not like Rabbalozer, but even in a case where you never said Monazu, you said Monastam, when can you back out? 
all the way until 100. That's not the Kudeshas right away like Rabbi Lozer. So therefore, if in a case of Manastam, the, the, the Kedushan doesn't take place until all 100 have given, then Kal if it's a case of Manazu. So why do I have to write a case of Manazu in the second half if the first half is teaching me that Halacha by Manastam? Obviously, it has to be the first half he's talking about Manazu as well. Because if we're talking about a Manastam, I don't need to write the second halacha by the case of Manazu. That's the most bringing us a lawyer. So when it says, like, Hashtab Manastam, if the first half is talking about a case of Manastam and law of a Kedushin, it's not considered Kedushi until you give all 100. So a Manazu, me boy, then of course, in the case of Manazu, it's not Makudet until you give all 100. So why do I have to write the second half? Tomorrow says like this. This is the way, and this is very standard in the technology. You're trying to say is that what we're saying has to be the right shot. That both halves have to be talking about Monazu. Because if the first half was talking about Monazustam, why do I need to record the second half Monazu? What Tomorrow is saying is like this. To, to, to get out of the question of Rabbi Lozer, well, I'll accept you can get out of it by saying both halves are talking about Monazu. But to say it has to be that scenario, not a raya. Because your kasha was that if the first half was Monastam, not like Rabbi Lozer, then why would you have to have write a case of Monazu? I'll tell you why. Because I'll tell you as follows. Is that the first cast calf could be talking about Monastam. So what was your kasha? The first case is talking about Monastam, then why does the second half to be, have to be talking about I'll tell you, you know what the logic is? Because the Tana was afraid that you might say, if you only had one, the first half, you might learn that that's talking about a case of Manazu. Not, you, you might learn, like how we are learning, is that the first half of that bride, if you only had one half, the first case, it was only a case of Mana. Uh, it was only a case of, of, of Manastam, you might think it's talking about a case of Manazu. So the reason why he makes the second case Manazu is to make you understand that the first case is actually talking about a case of Manastam. And both of them don't work until the end of 100. Means that your question is, it's a Kalvachomer. If Manazu, if Manastam is, 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 you need to give all 100. Why do you have to write the case of Manazu? Because if you only wrote the first case, you might have thought that face is talking about a case of Manazu and not Manastam. So you have to write the second case as Manazu to teach me that the first case is talking about Manastam. Means we're just bringing out, this is the logic, devil's advocate, to say you don't have to say that both cases are talking about Manazu. That's the point it's making. If it be based on that logic, it wouldn't be approved. Because Tana Sefer, because it could be the reason why I wrote the second case of Manazu, the Giluya Reisha, to reveal to us the case of the Reisha. Shalot Tomek said, you shouldn't say Reisha is talking about a Manazu case of a Manastam like Rabbi Lozer, have a Kedushin right away by the first dinner. Tana Sefer, that's why it could be the Tana wrote the second half of Manazu. Michal to infer the Reisha is talking about a case of Manastam. And even so, even in a case of Manastam, it's not Kedushin until all hundred obeyed. Not like Rabbi Lozer. Now again, it doesn't have to be that way, but you can't prove that it has to be the other way. Now, Ravashi has a different terrace. I think this is where Yair is going. Your kasha was as follows. Rabbi Lazar said that if you go to a woman and say, I'm going to cut you with a hundred, with, with a mana, which is a hundred dinarim, and you give her one dinar, he said, Mekudeshus right away, but you have a condition, and you have to make up the other 99. Ah, we learned in the Braisa, which the Chorus talking about a case of monastam, that if your case where you said, I read Mekudeshus Lee, and you start counting out, it's Eina Mekudeshus until what? Until a hundred. Ah, you said before it's Mekudesh once. So Rabbi Ash is going to say, maybe there's a difference. If you say to the woman, I read Mekudeshusli with a hundred, and you only give her one, she understands what's the deal. You're going to give her the rest. The rest is going to be, it's a condition. But when you start counting out, she's then she's waiting for all hundred. 
That's the difference between the two cases, says Rashi. It's a big difference. Moses is like this, Ravashi, Amar, Shani. When you're counting them out in front of her, one, two, three, four, five, she's not saying, oh, it's a down payment, it's Mekodesh. No, she is waiting for number 100 to be given. So therefore, the Daita Kula, there her mind is on all 100. Right, okay. Now, says the more like this. What's the case of the dinar nechoshes? When you said to a woman, you said, I'm giving you a hundred dinarim, and there was one of them was a dinar nechoshes, which says, enema kodeshes, because you're shortchanging her. Now, what's the case? That if you held them in front of her, and she saw that one of them was nechoshes, and she accepted it, then what should be the din? <laughs> if you don't want it, you should have said, I don't want it. If you took it, then that's counted as a hundred dinarim. If she knew and she thought about it and she accepted it and it's Mekodesh's. It could be it was a nighttime condition. So why is it a nighttime condition? At night, you can't tell the difference between Nechoshes and Kesef. Had she known that it was Nechoshes, then what? She would not have taken it. Therefore, that's the case. You gave it to her in one bag. And a whole bunch at one time, she did not see until later that one of them had snuck in over there a slug. You know, that, that's the case over there. Now, the last ruling of the Brysa was that if it was a Dina Ra, it's Mekudeshes, but you have to switch it out. So when it says, If it's a coin that does not, is not in circulation anymore, right? Ra means it's like it's already uh, out of circulation, then it should be no different than the case of Nechoshis, right? And she's shortchanging the woman. You're giving her 99 instead of 100. So Hainadinish Nechoshis should not work. Right? So therefore, what's the pshat? Why is dinner ra that it works? You just have to switch it out. Either it's no good or it should be good. What's the pshat? It means like this. We, we know ourselves. There's situations sometimes a shopkeeper, I don't want to want that one. Give me, give me a different one. Meaning, in emergencies, they will accept it. And under pressure, they'll accept it. So in such a case, it really is a good kedushin, but you have to go ahead and switch it out. Now, the Izamachlok is shown him here. It's very interesting. What if you don't switch it out? So there are opinions want to say it, then it's anima kodeshis, right? Some say no, it means that the, the morally, you have a moral or a financial responsibility to switch it out, but it still does fall under the concept of a hundred dinarim, and therefore it is considered a kodeshis. It means even if you don't switch it out, you've done something wrong, but it doesn't take away from it being a good condition. Let's go back to it. Is there a timeline? Like when, when, by, by which time does you have to pay? In which case? In either. In no, the Rab Lazar is a it means you have to make sure at some point before you die. I mean, at some point before you die, it's right. But it's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it could be. Amarov, Amarov Nachman, Amarah, Amarloy, Scotchly Bimono. Let's say the guy, a man walks over to a woman. I'm going to explain this to you how the Ritvo, I think, I believe, explains Rashi over here. Man goes over to a woman and says, I'm going to Makadash you with a hundred Zuz, right? And he doesn't have any money on her. So therefore, what he does was, he He says, you know what? Uh, I have, this is my, I have uh, this piece of artwork in my house. Hold this until I come and give you the hundred Zeus, right? So therefore, Now, Now, let me explain it to you and then we'll read it into the Gemara. Why is it Eina Mekudeshes? Because at the end of the day, did she get anything from the hundred Zeus? No. Nothing. And even the mashkon, it's not like a regular mashkon, because a regular mashkon, where there's an existing loan, there's an existing obligation, then this can be exchanged 
for what the obligation is. Here just was a verbal commitment, but it's not really a binding commitment. So this mashkon, technically, he could come back and say, just give me back my mashkon, and therefore you've not given her any money, and the mashkon is not considered to be having given her anything, and therefore it is Aina Mekudeshes. That's the way the Ritvo explains it, and that's how you read it over here. The way to read it is, is... Um, Mana ain't con. There's no hundred zuz here, and because there's no hundred zuz over here, there's also no real obligation. Therefore, mashkan ain't here. Doesn't have the real din of a mashkan too. So basically, you have given her nothing, and therefore, what's the halacha? Therefore, anima kadeshes. So ask the Morakasha, Aesive Rovali Rav Nachman. So Rav asked Rav Nachman and says, Akitsha Bemashkain, Mikudeshes. Aye, we find that, there, that the, the, the uh, uh, Brysis says, not like that. A Brysis says, if you Makadish an issue with a Mashkon, it is Mikudeshes. So Mora answers, Hosa Bemashkain da Cherim. That over there, someone a Mashkain da Cherim. Let me explain the difference over here. This again, this is the way the Ritvo explains this. And it fits nicely in the rest of the Gemara. In a case where a man uh, set up you know, with, with, with documentation that uh, he, somebody lent him a thousand, somebody, he, uh, somebody lent him a thousand dollars and he owes, there's an existing obligation to pay a thousand dollars. Now, in such a case where he gives a mashkon, that mashkon we're going to see is really owned by the borrower now. I'm sorry about the borrower, by the lender. The lender owns it because Manavshach, you don't pay the thousand dollars. I'm going to keep it, all right? Or else you're going to have to switch it out for that. But at the end of the day, he's getting $1,000. That's when you use a mashkan da'cherim because there is a pre-existing loan upon, a pre-existing obligation upon which this mashkan is predicated. So if you makadish and isha, which means by giving you the mashkan, I'm transferring the obligation that instead of that person coming to me, to pay the $1,000. Now that person's gonna be coming to you. You have actually given the woman $1,000. Memanavshach, either it's $1,000 because she's gonna be able to hold on to the mashkon, or he, the person's gonna to have to explain, but she's getting the, that's when it's considered to be Mekudashas. But in our case, there was no pre-existing liability obligation upon which the mashkon was predicated, and therefore, technically, you can come back and say, you know what? Give me back my mashkan, deal is up, because there was no, in such a case, that's when it's Aina Mekodeshes. That is the way the Ritvo explains the difference between the two kinds of mashkan. So he says like this. So he says that Hassam over there, it's been mashkan da'cherim. And we're going to see when it's a mashkan da'cherim, when it's based on an actual liability, an actual loan, the lender is considered to be the owner of the mashkan. It's considered like he owns it. Where do we see this? How do we know that the Balchov actually owns the mashkan? Shanemar, the Pasuk says like this, that at night, if, you, she's, if, if the person gave you a mashkon at night, that is something that they need to sleep with, some light, night clothing that they use, or by day, it's something they have to work with. He says, even though technically you could hold on to it, give it back to them and let them bring it back the next morning. Well, the chati had stuck and Hashem's going to consider this to you like you did a charitable act. Now, it can only be viewed as a charitable act if you gave them something that you own. But if you gave them something that's really theirs to begin with, then how is that considered to be charity? So from here, says Rabbi Yitzchak, you see that a Baal Chov owns a mashkon. That's why since a person owns the mashkon, he has the right to transfer the loan through the mashkon to a third party. That's why you can be Makadish the Isha with this mashkon. So therefore, the Chati Yitzchak, if the Baal Chov does not own 
the mashkon tzedakah on How could it be a tzedakah by giving it back? But come from here, we see the bachel of shikon mashkon. The bachel owns the mashkon. Nei Rav Huna, the, 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 the sons of Rav Huna bar Avin zovin amso. They were in the market to buy a maid servant. So we're trying to buy a maid servant. But priti, let's say it was worth uh, fifty prutas. Okay, they were trying to. But what happened was They found a person. They found the right price. And they did not have the 50 prutas on them to buy this maidservant. So what did they do? They put an ingot, a silver ingot. They like put down a mashkon. They put down a silver ingot and they said, listen, hold on to this. We're going to go get the money and then we'll take her from you. Now what happened was the market for maidservants for these went up in the meantime. So therefore, she now became worth 75. Now, obviously the seller, he says, there was no real transaction over here. You want to bring me now the prutas, bring me 75. They're claiming, one second, the fact that we gave you this mashkon, we gave you the silver ingot, that should be the deal was closed and therefore we should only have to pay the original 50. So who's right? So therefore, uh, so they went to Ravami to discuss what is the halacha. That's like the original case of the mashka. Because the bottom line is you made an obligation. You said, I want to buy her. But you never made any kinyan. The fact that you put down a ingot, it wasn't a down payment. That ingot, you want that ingot back. And you gave nothing. There was nothing given for her because you had no prutas on you. So really no real transaction took place. Almost like a symbolic thing. At the end of the day, now if she goes up to 75, the seller has the right to join. That's exactly the same. That's why it's not Mekudesh's in the case where you, because you, if there's no transaction over there. So therefore, so therefore, priti enaska enkan, priti enkan naska enkan, and therefore it's not, a, and you have to pay the 75. Tan Rabban, we learned in a bride, he's got mono, you, uh, a woman goes over to a woman and he says, I want you to makarish me with these hundred zoos. Not lost of Zarkalayam. She took and threw it into the ocean. Right? Ola ur, or she threw it into a fire. Or lechol davra avadu, anything that destroyed it. Now, lechol obviously she's going to have to pay the guy. The question is, well, maybe not. Is it Makudeshis? Right? So, ain't a Makudesh. And one says, that's clearly not Makudeshis because it's clearly viewed as what? As a refusal, right? It's the ultimate type of refusal, right? So when it says like this, but the implication though, which it can't be, the mashmah that she didn't destroy it, let's say she threw it intact in front of them, then what? Then that would be Mekudeshes. That can't be Mekudeshes either. Where it says, Have a Kedushin. By throwing it back to him, it's like saying what? I don't want to get married. So why do you have to come out to the extreme case where she destroys it, even throwing it back as anima kodesha? So why are you giving the excuse of where she destroys it? So Moses says like this, I'll tell you the Kiddush. You're right. Throwing it back is the ultimate rejection. But what might you think? You might think if she destroys it, she now would become liable. She's become liable. So maybe she doesn't want to become liable. So obviously she's Mekodeshes. But if she's Mekodeshes, so why is she destroying it? She wants to test the guy. You know, the, 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 to see how, you know, the story about the guy. You know, the guy at the stoplight. They always say the Shidduch story. Guy's at a stoplight and, and, and the lady, uh, the, 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 the girl, she's going on, pulls the key out of the ignition and everyone's honking in the back and he's giving the keys again, driving. And then she finally gives it to him. She says, why do you do that? She says, I want to see how you act under duress. You pass. He says, well, you failed. Now go home. The point is like this. 
but she wants to see the, you want to see, you know, maybe she just wants to test him to see, like, you know, how he deals with, with, with the situation. But, but maybe it's Mekudeshes, Kamash Malan, that no, even in that case, it's Anna Mekudeshes. That's why it gives that extreme case. Let me buy Kamar. It's an all, a kol shikain. Let me buy Kamar. Let me buy her. She decided to come back for sure. It's intact, and she's not having any liability, and she throws it back in front of them. The law of Kedushin is not a Kedushin. But when she threw it into the uh, into the uh, ocean or into the fire, Ema, you might think came into Mechayve Behu. Since she is becoming liable by destroying it, maybe she doesn't want to be liable. So why is she doing it? It's really Kedush Mekadosh. She doesn't want to be liable, but she's Mekadosh. I ah, so why is it? Do, why is she doing it? Then Kedush Mekadosh Navshev. She's checking out to see if he's a person that gets angry or not. Kamash Malan comes to teach me, no. If she's throwing it into the fire, even though she's accepting liability, there's no way that she is being Mekudosh's under that circumstance. Tana Rabon, we learned in a price. It's actually Bemono. So a man goes over to a woman and says, I want your Mekudosh, the Mekudosh's to me for, with, with a hundred Zeus. So she said, Shnem Abba. She says, you know what? Go give it to my father. Or go give it to your father. Right? Ain't a Mekudosh's. And because basically we're saying is what, he, what is she telling the guy? Go give it to my father. Go give it to your father is a rejection. Asks Rashi, one second. We just had a couple of days ago when we had went to Madin Arev and Din Eveknani that if a person, if a woman instructs someone to do it and he follows the instruction, she's then she's in because the guy listened to the instruction. Says Rashi, that's where she initiated. That case was, I want to be married to you, go and give it. So where she shows the interest in marriage, that's when you can say when the man follows instruction. But if he's initiating and that's her response, then it's Eina Mekudesh. That's the Chilik, says Rashi. Now, Almanaz Yekablam Li. However, if she says, go give it to my father or your father, that they should accept it on my behalf, so ultimately it's coming to me, so then what? Then it's considered to be Mekudesh. Tana, we have a third I'm not sorry. The Mordechai says like this. There's two parts of this brisa. The first part of the brisa was give it to them. It's Anima Kadeshes. The second part of the brisa, give it to them that except for me, it's Mekudeshes. Says the Gemara that the two cases, one is to teach the novelty in the first case, one is to teach the novelty in the second case. What were the two cases? Well, the case was your father and my father. Who does it make more sense the woman would want to give a gift to? Her, her own father. So the Kiddush in the Reisha was, it's Eina Mekudoshes, even though she said, give it as a gift to my father, it's still Eina Mekudoshes. The Kiddush in the Sefer was, where she said, give it, that they should accept it for me. Who does it make more sense she thinks will be willing to accept it on her behalf? Her father. her father. So therefore, so uh, the the the, the uh, so the, the case over there is that. Um, let me say, did I read this correctly? Uh, that, so the, in in the first case, even though it was her father. It, that, that, that she says give a gift, it doesn't work. In the second case, she, her father for sure will accept it on her behalf. The Kiddush is that even though she's saying I give it to your father, I trust that what? That your father will be willing to accept it on my behalf. And that's why we have those two scenarios. Okay. Now we have a second bracer that says that she said, she said to a stranger, not done her father or your father, she said, I, he said, marry with me 100 Zeus, and he said, go give it to this, to, to this Pliny, to a guy that's not related, some, some stranger. Ain't him a Kodesh, it's ain't him a Kodesh, that's just, just blowing him off. 
that he should accept it on my behalf, it's Mekudeshis. Now, what I want to know, why do we need both Bryce's? The first Bryce was, my father, your father, same halacha. She said, give it to them as a gift, and Mekudeshis. Give them, accept it for me, Mekudeshis. Second case in the Bryce was, the second Bryce was, give it to a stranger, that as a gift, and Mekudeshis. Give it to, and they should accept it for me, Mekudeshis. Why do we need both Bryce's? Tricha. Diashmin and Abba If you only had the first case with the relatives, her father, your father, there where she said that they should accept it on my behalf, she really believes, since they're related to me or to you, they'll accept it on her behalf. That would be a good sign of Kedushin. Have a Kedushin. The Samcha died because she has full. Uh, uh, um, she has full, she's, a, she's assured, she has full mental assurance that Samcha died She has reliance on them. Savra Avdin that they will perform the agency on her behalf. Ava plenty, but stop a person to say, let him accept it on my behalf. That could be just viewed as blowing up because she doesn't accept that to happen. But uh, that's Kamash Malan. That no, if she says that the person should accept it on my behalf, even though he's not related, it's considered valid and it's Mekudeshes. Now, Iyash me and Ploni, if you only had the case of Ploni, so therefore, Acha, maybe that's where Huda Chi Amra Ploni, which says, give it to Ploni as a gift. Right? Lo have a because why would she want to give Ploni a gift? So she's obviously blowing him off in that case. To Loma Karva died to Lagava, she has no affinity towards him. Why would she want him to get a gift? Lamesa Vlematana to give him a gift. But when she said, give it to my father or your father, not that they should accept it on my behalf, but as a gift, maybe Taka, that's Mikudeshis, and she wants to give them a gift. Kamash Malan, that even though it's her father, my father, if she doesn't get it for herself, it's considered to be Aina Mikudeshis. There is an affinity to them. Maybe she's giving it to him as a gift. to them. So you need both the case of father and my father, your father, and the case of Ploni. We learned in a Person said to the mad woman, get to be Mikadesh to me with this hundred Zeus, and she didn't take it. She says, Go put it on the rock. Go put it on the rock. And Why? Because we say that go put it on the rock means blowing him off. But if it's her rock, it's Mekudeshes. Now Rashi seems to learn as Chotzer. Being her rock, it's like her rock, it's Kona for her, but that's a big issue over here in Achron, I'm not going to get into it uh, in the Rishonim as well. It's Mashma, it's Mekudeshes, I like Chotzer. Boy If the rock belongs to both of them, Mahu, what's the halacha? means they jointly own the rock. By her telling, go put it on the rock, is it Mekudeshes or is it Eina Mekudeshes? Teku, the more remains unresolved. Now Rashi seems to learn what's the teku. The teku is maybe she means that it should be going into my portion of the chotzer, or not, or maybe she's like, put it into your own portion of the chotzer, and that's why it doesn't work. Now exactly what the mechanics of that are, how that works, because there is a Gemara in Babasra that seems to say that a chotzer belongs to both. They cannot be cone a chotzer from one another. And that's a problem over here. We're going to leave it. All right. Hiskachli bekikar. So a man says to a woman, listen, I got a great challah, beautiful challah just been baked. I want to makadash you with this challah. Right? Tanela Kel. She says, you know what? Go give it to a dog. So Ana Makadashas. That's clearly what? All right. Im Hayakel. Go give it to my dog. So then what? Mekudeshes. Why? Because it's her financial benefit that her dog gets it. Therefore, it's considered to be Mekudeshes. Boy of Mari. 
Kelev rats achare. I always had this uh, vision when we learned this one. A dog is running after. So you got you got the the chuppah running with the woman, and there's a dog chasing, and the husband's running, and the the Adam, and 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 she says, he said, I want to college with this. this, this. He said, the dog's chasing me. Give it to the dog. All right. So therefore, like this. So therefore, kelev rats achare mahu. Do we say the fact that now by giving it to the dog, it protects her and she won't get bitten because the dog starts chasing her? That benefit is what is Mikadashur with it? Or do we say is that no, she really wasn't being Mekudashis. I, she said, give it to the dog because she feels you have an obligation to save another Jew and therefore that's not a sign of being Mekudashis and it's Anna Mekudashis. Take you, unresolved. So man says, I want to make you with this challah. And she says, why don't you go give it to a poor person? That's viewed as blowing him off. Go give it to a poor person. Don't give it to me. Now, what happens if it's an ani that normally she supports? Still. Why? My timer. Because Amra, because she's saying, the fact that I support him doesn't mean you're not obligated to support him. And therefore, it's not because you're doing something for me specific. You're doing something that you have an obligation yourself. And it's not L'Shem Kedushin. And therefore, it's Eina So therefore, So therefore, you're also as well. And therefore, it's Eina Mekudeshes. Shakoa. Why are we learning in here today?